Welcome to the Man Lab, where we combine science and health in the pursuit of making men great again. CJC1295 with Ipamorelin has become one of the most popular peptides today on the market. It has been our most popular episode to date and also has helped me personally increase my muscle mass by eight pounds in only 14 days. Our past episode on CJC with Ipamorelin was more of a general topic. So today we're gonna to take a deeper dive, looking at how to optimize taking it for sports performance. Now there are different times to take it that give you different results, for example. So have a close listen to see how you can optimize this for your performance. And so you're not leaving too much potential on the table. And just before we start, a reminder that Man Lab listeners get 10% off their first package with T-Clinics USA. That can be peptides, TRT, blood test, whatever it is you're after. To get this discount, just head to bit.ly forward slash tclinicsusa, mention the man lab, and you'll receive that 10% off. That is bit.ly forward slash tclinicsusa. And if you don't want to remember that, the link is in the description. Now let's get into the show. Just quickly before we go into CJC, we do uh, want to make mention that CJC and Ipamorelin is clearly a performance enhancing drug under a lot of sports, uh, sports classifications. So these are deemed as cheating in some competitive settings. So it's important that whoever's, if you're listening to this and you are looking to use this in a competitive manner in a way that is not allowed, we in no way condone this. Uh, the reason why I wanted to look into CJC for sports performance is I myself am a huge sport person, but not in a competitive manner. I just want to always improve myself in a sporty manner because athletes have the best physiques in my opinion. So we're looking into CJC with Ipamorelin for enhancing ourselves in any sort of any possible way we can with our sports and physical fitness. So um, just before we get into it, Alex, we obviously have touched base on uh, CJC and Ipamorelin in another episode, but can we just get a quick, syn- a quick synopsis on how CJC operates in the body and what does it do? Yeah, so just to be clear, so this is, uh, we're going to be talking about two peptides, uh, just because CJC1295 and, and Ipamorelin, those are both considered growth hormone-releasing peptides. Um, it, it, but essentially, they, 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 they help your body to um, produce more of a hormone it already does produce, just a, a more of a higher output and a more frequent output. So consider a peptide, a signal to your pituitary gland, which is responsible for the produ- for production of human growth hormone. Um, these peptides basically amplify that signal and create more of that signal so your body essentially responds by producing more human growth hormone. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, 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 we, we don't prescribe these things to people who are professional athletes by no means are we wanting to be involved in, um, you know, kind of the, the cheating of, of an, uh, of an athlete, whether it be professional or college. Um, so yeah, make sure you check with wherever you play sports for and see that these, these things aren't banned. We don't want to be responsible for ending your career. So yeah. And these, these are relatively new in terms of, uh, being used for sports. Everyone yeah. knows that CJC or human growth hormones being used for bodybuilding. I feel like bodybuilding has been the, the leaders in anything, yeah. uh, semi-natural and not natural. Uh, so this is a new thing. I think BPC for another peptide only was mm-hmm. recently considered. Recently banned, yeah. Yeah. You know, also too, I think the ability to 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 have the science actually to um, test for them 
to whatever degree that is still, I don't even know um, whether it be for the Olympics or for, you know, the NBA or for NFL or for, you know, NCAA, uh, what that method of testing for a peptide actually is, whether it's just like an honor system or if there's an actual way to check you for it. And uh, regardless, if it says don't do it in our books, don't do it. Um, but if, but if you're like an, you know, weekend warrior, an old guy like me is 44 and still enjoys going to the gym and, um, or you play basketball at your local YMCA and you're playing with a bunch of 25 year old kids and you're trying to keep up or, you know, you play, you play the softball game still with, uh, you know, your buddies, why not have a nice advantage? Not only to be able to make yourself enjoy the game more, but, but be able to perform better or ultimately or longer without getting hurt. Right. So, yeah. so that's the name of, a. Uh, athleticism as we're getting older, what that actually means to us. Yeah. And so let's have a look at, there's a lot of debate about times of like best time to take this yeah. for improving your, uh, your health recovery, uh, sports and physical output. Uh, first, can we just look at sleep before taking CJC and Perelin before we go to sleep, what would be the benefits and reasons that people take that um, peptide at that time. Yeah. So like, you know, if you've listened to our podcast, like you recognize that sleep has a lot of great benefits to it going well beyond human growth hormone stimulation. Um, you know, sleep is where your body repairs. Sleep is where your body heals. Sleep is where your body uh, produces other hormones like testosterone. And so if you get a better night of sleep, all those things are going to be improved likewise. So theoretically taking anything to make you sleep better, um, is going to improve the healing process and to some degree, improve your hormone profile, outside of the growth hormone benefit, you know, like, like I mentioned about the testosterone and, and other hormones, um, peptides that stimulate the pituitary gland have a really great property of putting you into deep REM sleep. REM sleep is where like all the magic happens in sleep is where you dream. It's where your body goes into its max production of reparative, uh, benefits and uh, growth hormone production. So when you take a peptide prior to going to bed, you're helping yourself get into that really deep sleep like you did when you were younger, when you had great dreams, where you had vivid dreams, where you woke up like, oh shit, like that was a great dream. Um, peptides really help you revisit that and kind of get back to that point again where you get some awesome sleep again. So that's really one of the really key reasons why we recommend doing it at night. Um, also, our bodies rhythmically produce growth hormone the most while we're at rest. So what I mean by that is in our natural, not using peptides, you, you produce your highest amount of human growth hormone in the evening. And then in the morning, when you wake up, it kind of drops. And then periodically throughout the day, you have these little pulses, but at night you get this really great optimal production. So you're assisting that production to become even better by using a peptide uh, to supplement, you know, your natural productivity. Just a quick note, we are determined to continue providing as much information as possible to you and the rest of the audience in relation to optimizing their health. Now, the best way we can keep doing that is by suggestions from you. But more importantly, if you are part of the 85% of listeners that are not subscribed to this channel yet on this platform, we do ask, can you please subscribe so that you are updated every time a new episode comes out? And also leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to with some suggestions or questions you might have so that we can continue getting ideas and providing more information for you week after week. Now let's get back to the show. If anyone listening to this, we did do a more extensive uh, episode on sleep and the benefits from it. <clears throat> but And so what, to recap that and show how CJC benefits uh, 
recovery, the things that sleep have helped. Uh, when we improve our sleep, we've got better recovery. You mentioned hormones um, mm-hmm. and uh, better testosterone production, which by and large will help with your energy output and everything. Um, but the thing that's that's fascinating for me is also like brain product, uh, brain recovery, and um, when it's improving that, and I've personally noticed this with CJC is I feel like mentally clearer, and in sports performance, like it's so much more, it's so much of the brain as well as the body that like I, I mean, if I go to the gym and I my brain is foggy, I can't even train that well. So yeah. with sports, it'd be the exact same thing. Well, I mean, I think I think for any athlete out there, your brain is probably one of your most biggest assets or muscles in your body, right? I mean, mm. if you can't think clearly at that moment and make that spot-on decision on where you're throwing the ball or what direction you're going to pivot or what play to play, um, you're going to play a shitty game, right? So I, I think some of the best athletes that we all know off the top of our heads, the Tom Brady's, the Tiger Woods, your you know whatever other sport you play messy i mean whoever these guys make amazing decisions at that moment um and so if you're gonna shit at sleep like of course you're just like not making a good decision period i don't care how strong you are i don't care how fast you are make bad decisions with that with that strength or with that speed you're not playing that great be a little slower maybe a little weaker but make an amazing decision your end results probably gonna be you won that game so yeah, I mean, of course, sleeping better is going to have a, a, a profound benefit in like how well you're thinking through the process of whatever sport that is you're playing. I think. Mm-hmm. And so, and one I've personally only been taking it before I go to sleep, but I have been hearing a lot recently of people taking it uh, before they go to the gym. I always thought that the reason you take it is so that you go to sleep and you maximize your, your pituitary gland at that time when you go to sleep what would be the reason that someone would take it before they go work out similar to like a pre-workout? Well, so remember there's, there's two peptides we're talking about. Each of these peptides have a half-life that's a little different. So the ipamorelin is a little shorter and the CJC is a little longer in its life in the body, but they're both going to have primarily their front end load. So as soon as you take that shot, you know, both of them are going to give you kind of their, their, the best peak portion of like of that dose. So immediately following, you're going to get the best response from the pituitary production. If you're going to take it before the gym, having an elevated human growth hormone level at the gym is going to give you better response of working out or increase ability to burn more muscle or burn more fat, I should say, or have like a stronger workout. One thing just to be careful um, about, or at least to understand if you're going to do this though, you have to time peptides correctly with meals you can get a really shitty experience on your peptide if you're not eating correctly with it. So if you're taking peptides, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Number one rule is to make sure you don't have carbohydrates in your system within a few hours prior to taking this product, okay? So if I eat a bag of popcorn or rice or or a fruit or drink alcohol, you know, a glass of wine, and then 20 minutes later, take a shot of CJC Ipamorelin, my insulin level being elevated from that food choice is going to prevent the production of growth hormone. You've to some degree wasted that injection Hmm. versus if you're fasting or you have like a really low blood sugar at the point of about two hours where your blood sugar becomes normalized again, you take that injection 
and your insulin levels are relatively low comparably to like where they are if you if you were to eat your body will respond by producing that that optimal amount of growth hormone so if you're taking in the morning before you go to the gym and you're the type of person who fasts in like just fasted cardio or where you don't have breakfast um yeah you're going to get a really really great response but if you're going to eat like a whole breakfast and then at 10 a.m you know go to the gym and think you're going to take your cj sip and one shot right before and get anything short of a placebo effect you're kidding yourself and you're wasting your money Interesting. so those who do take it at other times of the day that's fine because you won't get the sleep per portion benefit you'll get the growth hormone production benefit but you got to make sure that you time your meal accordingly both pre and post now again nighttime makes it easy if you eat dinner at seven or eight o'clock at night and then you take your shot at 10 you're obviously not eating after because you're going to sleep so you're allowing this product to work you know all night long but if i take my shot in the morning and then i go to the gym for like an hour and a half to two hours that's enough of like a benefit to make the medication worth doing i can come home from the gym and have a shake or have some protein product you know whatever it is that you're gonna have have some carbs basically stop it from working at that point and that dose was worth it, it but if you're taking it and then like you know don't go to the gym and then you eat a meal shortly after you just you just wasted your shot so make sure you know how to take it according to the food intake to optimize its pro its productive abilities and its stimulating abilities on the hormone that you're trying to produce interesting and so when you're um with the food and, and what you eat before taking the shot does that still apply as well because i mean there are nights for me personally <clears throat> where i i'm eating later because of just you know shit happens yeah um, but I like to try and get myself to sleep at about 10, 10 30 at the latest because of the um, benefits of, of that, that I've seen with my performance at the gym. Like if I sleep better and earlier the night before my workout or whatever I'm trying to do physically that day is 10 times better. If I eat at nine and then take it at 10, what, what happens in that situation? I mean, in that case, you're just not going to get as good of a benefit, you know, mm. like, there are some um, schools of thought that would say on those instances, just go without it and give your receptor sites a little bit of a break and have a good night's sleep because you're not really getting a growth hormone benefit. I think an hour, you know, you're probably okay. But if those times where you're like, you know, super hungry and you eat something that you know has a high glycemic value or a high sugar kind of, you know, property value to it, and and you just ate it and now it's like 10 minutes later and it's time to take your shot and you do this i mean there may be some sleep improvement benefits if you're using it as a sleep aid and a sleep aid only and not the growth hormone benefit portion i guess it's worth doing if it was me i would just suggest you to probably skip that night mm -hmm. and give that break that we do recommend at times to these peptides um just so your receptor sets a little fresh the following night and kind of learn not to do it the next night. But I'll tell you what, like if your lifestyle permits no um, evenings in which you don't eat before you go to bed, because I know like, you know, you're, you're a thinner bill guy, so you can afford to eat before you go to sleep. If you're that type of person, you have to eat every night before you go to sleep, then let's just try to figure out another time of the day for you to take it. And you may be more beneficial in the morning. I know guys, I don't recommend this, but I know people who literally set an alarm and like, three o'clock in the morning, wake up and take their shot and go back to bed. 
<laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. Or get up to go to the bathroom <laughs> and they have that shot next to their bed and like right before they go to bed. You know, or but be- that could be affecting then how, again, the, like because sleep is so important to your sports performance and, and an output, I imagine that there might be a little bit of counterproductivity of breaking their sleep as opposed to... Yeah, I mean, you're, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? Yeah. So you're kind of sacrificing sleep quality to like take the shot in order to improve the growth hormone production that would have been improved had you slept better to yeah, begin with. Yeah, that's So you're thought. kind of fucking yourself one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, take it for whatever whatever you can, can afford to do in your own lifestyle, I guess, at that point. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's always important if you're going to follow a rule or not follow a rule, at least just to know what the rule is. Like mm. if the rule of taking <laughs> peptides is to take it on a fasted stomach and not eat immediately after and you choose to do that, well, at least you knew what the rule was that you just broke. And I can guarantee you there are people listening to this podcast right now who have never been told what I'm telling them, who are trying peptides currently from either us even, or in another practitioner office and have had no idea that this meal influence affects the quality of their of their end result of their therapy. Um, and they're like, fuck man, this whole time I've been wasting this stuff for the mm-hmm. past six months. I literally had a, a, a client call maybe two, three months ago with this client who had like, I'm done with this stuff. I'm giving up on it. I don't feel like it's doing anything. We do a deeper dive into like what's been going on. Come to find out doing exactly what I say, drinking every night, glass of wine, two every night. Mm. Well, who the hell drinks a glass of wine three hours before they go to sleep? Nobody, right? Like you drink that wine essentially like a half hour up until the point you're going to bed. Like everybody does, or maybe an hour. So this person happened to drink like half hour up to it. So I'm like, you're not, giving it enough time to get that sugar out of your system, which is what alcohol is, you need to give it better time. So long and short, you know, we had them give that a break, retry it. You know, he calls me back. It's like, all right, now I, now I see what you're saying, man. Like mm. I'm feeling the improvements. I'm noticing the difference. I'm actually trimming down, getting the vascularity I hope to get from this stuff. Um, it was just that simple little bit of, yeah. of, of food intake, but that that's kind of on me. Cause like I didn't take, do my job to 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 educate that person prior to beginning the peptide therapy and say don't eat don't drink prior to using it because of the popularity of peptides there's online stores popping up everywhere that are selling subpar products they have fillers in them toxins in them with heavy metals even mold things that can disrupt your hormones and are not getting you the results you're looking for at T Clinics USA, unlike these online stores that can pop up and hide in anonymity, our faces are out here and we have a reputation to uphold. We are determined to get you the highest quality products and long-term results so you can optimize your health. To purchase high quality peptides from a real person with a medical degree, go to bit.ly forward slash T Clinics USA. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash T Clinics USA. Or if you don't want to remember it, the link is in the description. Now let's get back to the show. This is a personal question because I mean, like with everything fitness and uh, performance, we're always doing like AB split tests with everything personally because we're all different. But I've noticed lately that if I eat a carb heavy meal the night before, my workout is... 20 times better the next day. Now, obviously I have to sleep. Um, so in that instance, it's, I mean, you've mentioned that we shouldn't, we should keep a long enough distance of eating before we take it. 
is it's two hours it's your sweet spot in a way because like i mean i get I, think fo- so. I get ravenous within two hours like yeah. i don't know what it is about nighttime dude but i it's like i have a butamorin and <laughs> well, i don't even yeah, take because, that because <laughs> i mean carbs make us comfortable you know <clears throat> you want to eat a carb before you go to sleep i think we're we're ingrained to like want to spike our blood sugar and let it crash and that crashing of your blood sugar. That's why we want sweets and treats at night. Mm. Makes you want to be comfortable and sleep. Um, obviously, like there takes a little uh, discipline on our ends to recognize having protein and fats in the evening is better for dietary choices. You don't fuck up your sleep pattern by having that blood sugar, you know, spike and drop. Um, so if you're gonna do peptides, man, that's part of the game. Like, I mean, you're taking this product which has a cost to you, it has like a therapeutic use process to it, meaning taking the shots, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to make that sacrifice and not carb load. And if you are, look, if you eat a bowl of rice at like six o'clock even the evening, that's still present with you at 10 o'clock a.m. the following morning, it's, it's glycogen, it's storing in your muscle tissue for quite a long time. Um, you're still plenty carb loaded when you get up. So don't think that I ate before you go to sleep, therefore my workout in the mornings be better you could afford to push that two hours prior to taking your CJC 1295 and a shot. And if you have to eat, have a cottage cheese, have some egg whites, you know, do some protein. I know that's not maybe as tasty sounding as a bowl of cereal, but um, you know, that's the sacrifice you got to figure out to make. Yeah. And so with working out um, similar to, I mean, I know if I have a bit of caffeine 20 minutes before I go work out, it usually kicks in 10 minutes into the workout uh, for the maximal benefit of the CJC Nipomorelin pre-workout, what duration do you typically find is best for those people? Yeah, you don't have to carry your shot to the gym with you, okay? Take a <laughs> okay. shot. Take, don't, be, don't be shooting up in the bathroom. Um, I mean, the half-life is is five, six hours, so which means like within six-hour window, half of the medication is kind of no longer present. I guess um, if I was to do that, which I don't, by the way, I'm not personally into taking my peptides in the morning. Uh, but if I was, I, I would get, do about within an hour prior to going. Mm-hmm. I do like full disclosure. I, I train first thing in the morning. I go to the gym at like 6, 6.30 in the morning. And I do train fasted. But I take my peptides at night uh, before I go to sleep. So I get a good night's sleep in the, you know, at night. And then I wake up in the morning and I just don't take anything prior to going. Uh, I just find that makes my body work better. I personally, when I take my peptides in the morning, feel a little lethargic. Um, it does make me feel a little sleepy during the day. So for me, it's just not worth it. Mm, yeah, that was my concern because I know when I take it, it's um, I start feeling a little bit sleepy. Yeah, I mean, you can get like a uh, great workout like, in, obviously, like if you take yeah. a bunch of caffeine or something. But when that comes off, because that CJC1295 has a quite longer half-life, which is going to take you into like the mid-afternoon, evening. Mm. I don't know if it's just because I'm used to the nighttime benefit of the sleep improvement that my body's like, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Those are up. laughs> um, so a few times I've tried it, man, I've just been feeling like shit all day and it just wasn't worth it for me. Yeah, so so the sleep is, if so, the benefits of the sport part is the improvement of your sleep and the ability to like, it just sounds like it's, for me personally, the, the benefits of CJC Nipomorelin is that, a higher quality sleep, hormone regulation, yeah. resting recovery, which is so big. And finally people are starting to realize that. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd ever take it during the day. Yeah. Personally. I mean, listen, there, there, there are bro science bodybuilders who've experimented with a lot of different peptide uses. There's a lot of peptides, like peptides that, that there's so many on the market. 
um, we focus on these because they're like the most dependable ones and we can get them from the pharmacy with the highest quality and, 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 and know that they're going to be what they're supposed to. But you have peptides like Semorelin or there's one called Hexamorelin or uh, FRAG, you know, 129. These are different peptides that are kind of on these research purpose sites or, and or Semorelin is a legit one that we just don't use. But they all have really short half-lives. So people mm. will take quite frequent shots of them throughout the duration of the day to get its benefit of the pulsing benefit like all day long. So they'll take a pre-workout, post-gym, middle of the day, night before they sleep. It's like a whole thing, you know. Um, and I don't know if maybe that reputation or that kind of use pattern gets lended over to this peptide, you know, blend. Because honestly, like the purpose of adjoining Ipamorlin to CJC1295 is to give you this almost 24-hour benefit of a one-time shot, almost like a... Uh, you know, extended release taps, you know, capsule pill or something mm -hmm. that take the shot at night, you get this all like kind of night into the day benefit. You don't need to take it frequently like that. You know, yeah. that's, that's one of the, the nice things about it. Awesome. And so, so on the topic of taking it, um, a lot of, a lot of people in our last episode were asking about, uh, cycling. I've heard, uh, Tim Wilkins also mentioned that he takes it a couple of months at the beginning of the year, but then stops for the rest of the year. Yeah. Is that a recommended, like what's the, what's the psychology behind that cycling? And I'm also curious of, does it have, and have you seen any uh, sports performance benefits yeah, I, I to think, that? I think there's a variety of cycling um, definitions and peptides. One of which is there's going between one peptide and a different peptide for different times of the year. If you're a bulking person, then mm. you use ibutamorin, which is, what we've talked on other peptides uh, podcasts here, which is the one that makes you super hungry. Yeah. And so you would use that during a time where you're trying to gain muscle mass and put on weight. So like that pill one could help you like obviously bulk up. And then this CJC of a Moreland one is known as more the leaning out peptide to help you diet down and, you know, lose mm. body fat. Which so is crazy. Cause I put on a well, pet. Put on about muscle, well, like, but I don't think on. you put on fat. No, like, but that was what was interesting was I, for me, the Ipamorelin actually increased my hunger to a degree um, and as a result, because it's increasing your metabolism when your yeah. metabolism is firing up more. I mean, you're a pretty lean person mm. to begin with. And it was eight pounds of muscle in, in 14 weeks, just because I guess it was that increased sleep quality and then mixed with my hunger went up. And it could have something strange. to do with the testosterone improvement that the peptides also can affect mm. or like imagine you did ibutamorin and your hunger dramatically improved. Well, that's what I'm worried about. You I could don't have put 18 pounds on. <laughs> you're right. So you're kind of a, um, a test subject that we didn't test something else on. So yeah. in your case, you were a very positive result, but it could have been a lot more positive with something different. But go back to the cycling thing. So, so that's one type of cycling between one peptide and the next. There are people who think that there's a dependency issue with peptides, meaning my pituitary gland gets used to the stimulation to produce the growth hormone while being stimulated by the peptide that if I was to stop, it would like slow down its production. Mm. And therefore I would have like a retarded production because of, you know, the use of the peptide. So we're allowed um, to talk about retarded if it's a peptide, is it? What's that? We can talk, we can say retarded if it's You're referring right. to a yes, peptide. Not, yeah. <laughs> but, but, it, but it actually like slows, down, time. slows down the production of it. So, in that instance, like I've never seen anybody go on peptides for a period of time, check their growth hormone levels after, and them actually be lower. They actually are, they are and maintain being higher. And there's a lot of studies that have kind of uh, 
um, reviewed and or are trying to decide, I'm trying to decide, try to figure out if it's a pattern that your pituitary gland kind of um, tries to keep up with after you're using peptides. So imagine peptides are a way to tell the, the pituitary gland, hey, make more growth hormone and make it more frequently so you're taking the shot and that kind of pattern is, has begun. Well, then you remove the peptide out of the equation. Can the, can the pituitary gland keep up with that, that same frequency and same you know, quantity without it being stimulated mm. after the fact? And for a period of time, it keeps up with it. The question is for how long? So I don't think there's a need to like use peptides and then come off of them in the concern that you're training your pituitary gland to depend on that stimulation. There's another purpose of cycling in which you kind of um, allow the receptor sites to stay sensitive to the peptide itself. Like everything in our systems, we we have a, a tolerance buildup of it. Mm. Alcohol, drug use, uh, caffeine. You know, the first time you ever drank caffeine, you get halfway through a coffee, you're like, fuck. Well, I, had, I went three weeks off recently. Yeah, the, the first time you had it, you probably about ready to jump through the wall. And then now you can drink, you know, four or five. I know, I'm buzzing right now on this one. <laughs> so like anything else, um, lowering that receptor site's, um, you know, sensitivity or tolerance to the peptide is to some degree smart because then when you reintroduce it, it's more fresh, it's more effective. But for me, like if I'm getting a tremendous improvement in sleep, and my quality of life is better on it, and I'm using it for an extended period of time, and then all of a sudden I stop taking it, and whether my my quality of life and sleep goes back to the normalcy that it was prior to doing it, which was shitty enough for me to want to improve it, mm. why would I want to go back to that? You know, like why would I want to go from considerably excellent, you know, sleep quality and and and, and hormone production? And then voluntarily, for whatever reason that is, just go back to what I was prior and not get those benefits. So I don't see any reason to stop using it unless you financially can't afford it or you have some other reason that has driven you to want to stop it. And sometimes that reason is people say, like, I don't see myself getting any better from it. Yeah. So I want to like kind of chill out, maybe have like this newfound. Um, kind of focus and attention towards like my workouts, my training, my athleticism again. And so I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to restart it after I'm kind of back into the gym again. And that's fine. You know, if you want to take that break. So I don't think the cycling is, is, is necessary. Yeah. So you mentioned as well, cause they don't notice it hap like notice the benefits anymore. I'd wonder if that's something to do with the fact that it's uh, like up to a car when you're accelerating when you just get on the freeway, you feel the acceleration, right. but when you are now consistently traveling 60 miles an hour, you don't notice anything. And then, so once you're starting to feel good for a long enough time- It just becomes normal. Yeah, because we're, we're creatures that we have, we cannot, we cannot identify things that are constant. We can only identify things that are inconsistent or a change. So like, again, decelerating, accelerating, you notice that. Cons staying at 60 miles, you're not gonna notice it. Um, and I'll actually, uh, so I was getting a little bit like that as well, I think, cause I was having it consistently and though, so recently I've been having it irregularly in terms of not as religious, like make sure I have it. And you know, if I go to bed and I'm already lying down and I'm, I used to get up and be like, Oh no, I haven't taken it yet. Whereas now it's like, 
I I couldn't even tell you what si- what system I've got, but I'm noticing by that A B split testing accidentally that by having it irregular, I'm noticing that the nights that I don't have it, my sleep is actually pretty much just as good, but it's the, the sleep when I'm not taking CJC is still better than when it was when I wasn't taking it at all. And are the nights that you do take it better than the nights you don't? Yes. So, but, but I'm noticing it's, it's all like everything's elevated. If that well, maybe that sense. goes back to what I said before that you're training your body to have this non-dependent on the peptide itself production quality of growth mm. hormone or the induction of the REM sleep because you've set that pattern in play, you know? Mm. And so now when you remove the medication out of the equation, some of those positive, you know, rhythms, you know, maintained to some degree mm-hmm. at some point, it's like grass growing, you know, it's, it's like every now we could say it's like, like grass grows or paint dry. You know, when you do it, it something slow over a period of time, it's hard to recognize the change. Yeah. Nobody can like snap their fingers and remind you what you felt like prior to beginning peptide. So it's hard to say like, Oh, on this night when I didn't take it, all of a sudden I felt like shit. That's not, that's not going to happen it'll take weeks for it to unwind and get you back to where you were at beginning. And like, that's the reality of, of these products. People will, especially like imagine us from the clinic side, we have people, I don't think this stuff's working for me anymore. I'm like, Oh, okay. Stop mm-hmm. taking it. <clears throat> and then they'll call back and they're like, damn, man, I didn't really feel like, I, I didn't realize how much like I felt like shit. Um, I'm now it's been six months and I'm back to that same pattern I was doing before. I need to get back on that stuff again. And it's not that they're worse off. Then when they began, they just go back to where they were. It took them some time to get back there. Mm. And so, you know, you know, you get used to feeling when you're feeling bad and you all of a sudden you start to feel good. The first thing you could say to somebody is, man, I'm, I'm feeling great recently. But like when you're feeling great all the time, all of a sudden you start feeling normal. Yeah. And then from normal, which is now this new plateau of great, it's unrealistic to expect yourself to continue to have new great like tears. Cause at some point you're now in the superficial level that's unobtainable, you know? So, so at some point you can't expect yourself to keep getting better and better and better and better. You're going to find yourself at as good as you can get. The trick there is, is, is holding it there. Right. Yeah. And not coming back down. <clears throat> that's where you have to become okay with that. You know, get some insight into your testosterone levels for free. There is a test called the ADAM test, and what this stands for is the androgen deficiency in aging males. Now, that's a lot of fancy words to just say, finding out if you have decreasing levels of testosterone. So to do this questionnaire, all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash free ADAM test. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash free ADAM test. Now, if you don't want to remember that or you can't be bothered typing it, just click the link that's in the description that will take you straight to this questionnaire. So remember, this Atom test has an 88% accuracy rating. It's free, and it only takes 60 seconds to complete. Now let's get back to the show. Even, even with my irregularity, it's still uh, easily an 80-20 split yeah. in terms of 80% taking it, 20% not. It's just more that it's not regimented like um, <clears throat> every Sunday I don't take it. Yeah. It's sort of like last night. I I'll was give like, you, I'll give I passed you like a- out in bed, and I was like, I can't be, I can't be bothered going and get it. I'll tell you a, a little trick to make life a little easier is pre, pre-fill your syringes. Well, I do do that as well. And put them in a little box. Like don't, because yeah. when you're tired at night, the last thing you want to do is go mess with the syringe and put it in the bottle and draw mm-hmm. it out and get the alcohol and do the whole thing. Like 
It's easier if it's all prepped. All you gotta do is grab the needle, give yourself the shot, and go to bed. Yeah. It literally will change that dread of fuck, I gotta get back up and grab those needles and do the whole thing. Or it's just like poke, go to sleep. Yeah. So much easier. Yeah. Jeff told me that one and I pretty much prep like 20 at a time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's Trick that was that. something I Make I've sure when you put them in whatever you put them in, it's not exposed to the UV light. So mm. if you have them in like a box or like a um, Tupperware container of sort, make sure it's a colored one that doesn't have UV light because the UV light of your fridge will penetrate the the you know clear syringes obviously and start to damage the, the quality. Of the Even in in a fridge has yeah, well, UV. Yeah, every time you open the fridge, there's a light in there, right? Oh, uh, so that light has UV built. Motherfucker, yeah. I'm gonna have to freaking fix it. <laughs> yeah, it's a UV light. Yeah, well, I didn't realize it was like gonna cause me cancer. But um, so one one is regular, uh, and this probably is similar to the cycling. Um, I'm imagining just a smaller version. Is a lot of people talk about the six one, so it's like you yeah, know, six days Monday to Saturday, off. one day off. Um, is that yeah? I mean, same listen, extends the product a little bit longer too. Mm -hmm. Again, like on that on that one night, if you don't sleep as good because you're sensitive to it, is it worth taking it off? you know, I guess I, I take it as often as I can. And, mm -hmm. and the nights like you that I'm just simply too damn tired to deal with it, or I'm out of town. I don't feel like bringing it with me or for whatever reason, I'll take the shot like that to me is that one out of six periodically. Um, I, I take it seven days a week. I mean, I tell our clients try to stick to seven. Mm. I think there's this receptor site theory that one day off makes you a little bit more capable of using it with benefits long-term, but you know, yeah, there's not a, much findings of that. It's a personal choice, you know, and I don't think there's much findings on either side that's going to prove to you one way or another is is the right thing to do. Pick whichever one's right for you. you know? Yeah. And so the last question we've got is um, dosage. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different splits that go out um, that are spoken about with optimizing not only just the product but our performance. Um, you guys have a pretty consistent one. What's that ratio of this, the split with between Ipamorelli yeah, and that? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a, 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 a tough conversation that we have to have with some people coming from other clinics or people who have come to me with like a bad experience of peptides. So first off, like pharmacies sell this product already mixed. So when you guys hear us talk about CJC1295 and Ipamorelli, do not think that you have two different vials of peptides and you have to stick a syringe in one and then put it into the other and then draw it like one shot. It already comes mixed. So that's first and foremost. Pharmacies produce these in a mixed combination of milligrams. So when we talk about these numbers like 5595156, what that number represents is 15 milligrams of ipamorelin and you know 6 milligrams of CJC1295 per one vial. You mix that with call it three milliliters of water, which means 0.1 milliliters is you know one night because 0.1 times 30 equals 300 or, or three milliliters, um, and so therefore that's how you get your your 30 shots. So um, I've seen people who are given what should be a two week vial for like a 30 day supply, hmm. and so why either the clinician they're getting it from is cheap. And wanted to buy something inexpensive and have a dramatic markup. So they bought something very inexpensive from the pharmacy and then they charged you like in a, like a high price point, which is what the going rate for like CJC Ipamorelin is for the month. But meanwhile, they only gave you like a two week supply. So they cut you by 50% of what you should have got. And then I've seen people who are of course like, you know, getting proper dosing 
and using it for a long enough period of time and maybe that um, sensitivity to the product has, has started so they need like a higher dose in order to get the results. So, so where we start people is a 9-5 blend. Nine milligrams of Pimerelin, five milligrams of CJC1295. When you divide that up, it's like 300 micrograms of Pimerelin and I think it's like 175 micrograms-ish of the CJC1295. Independently, each of those have been proven to like get that benefit of the growth hormone production at that volume. Um, can you tolerate more? Yes. Should you take less? Probably not. So if you're only taking like a 6-6 blend or like a 5-5 blend, then you're just not taking enough of the Ipamorelin portion. You're getting enough of the CJC1295 portion, but you're being shorted on the Ipamorelin. So if you're on it and you're looking at the bottle or whatever, um, that's essentially what you should be paying attention to. We have like a more advanced version, like our higher octane one, which is the 15.6. I generally tell people start at the 9.5, you know, when you felt you've appreciated its benefits, but you're looking for the next like thing up the ladder, you know, go to the, go to the 15.6. Like that's the strong version. And, and, mm. and that's, you know, generally like as high as we think you should go. Um, so, so that's, that's pretty much the dosing of it. With that as well, um, is it similar to, I guess, an exponential curve or exponentially decreasing curve, meaning that just because you're taking more doesn't necessarily mean that you have a, like, just because you double the dosage, it doesn't mean you get double the output situation? Yeah, I mean, remember, the peptide itself isn't really the thing that's doing anything. The peptide itself is the thing that's telling your body to do something. And so if you're sensitive to the medication or to the stimulation and the pituitary has a really nice response and production because of a lower dose, then good for you, right? Because like your pituitary gland is ultimately the thing that's responsible for the production of the hormone that you're trying to, to affect. So kind of in its own way, a peptide's benign. Like it is not really doing anything to you. It's telling your body to do something, which in fact is the thing that does something. So the exponential curve is... Um, Yes and no, because more drug can arguably break through the sensitivity barrier that maybe your pituitary receptor sites has, and therefore you'll get the response because you've taken enough of it to kind of get through that sensitivity level that you know you have you've built up to. Is there a way for I should say. is there a way for people because how we perceive everything, it can become very gray. Like we mentioned with the, you don't notice it once it becomes consistent. Um, there's also sometimes a little bit of placebo effect when we start stuff in terms of we think it's working more or if we're, uh, so again, if we, cause we're taking a higher dosage with CJC and Pomerlin as athletes and, and um, people who do sports, we're trying to improve all the time. We might be thinking like, oh, this is definitely working because I'm taking more. Mm -hmm. Is there a, like, is it blood tests or is there any sort of tests where you can be testing your receptiveness to this and how it's being put out into the body? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could check IGF-1, um, which is ultimately the thing you're trying to increase. So you could take a shot, but make sure you're doing it during the window of activity of the drug mm. itself. So and you get this from a blood test, correct? A blood to test, test, right. But the problem is, is like if you take a shot, you know, at eight o'clock at night, and then you think that the following morning, eight o'clock in the morning, you're going to do a blood work and you're going to see some significant benefit of the peptide shot you took 12 hours prior mm for a medication that basically has a half-life of six hours, you're really not gonna get 
a great reading from the blood test that you just did. So you would truly have to take the blood test within the short enough window after taking the injection to see uh, the effectiveness of the drug that's present at that time. Got so it's you. like doing a breathalyzer test, you know, an hour after you drink alcohol versus the next morning, you know, mm. when you're sobered up. Yeah. By that point, you're blowing zero again, <laughs> yeah. right? But like three hours ago, you know, you were shit faced according to the, to the, you know, yeah. breathalyzer. Could you do it like before you took, um, say Jesse and Ipa, you got the blood test in the morning to see what your IGF levels are at that time. And then maybe 30 days, 60 days later, do the same system where you're taking it the night before and then yeah, that, it's or is not, it flatten out you, completely? You, know, you can, and, and that's oftentimes a disappointing result because, again, you're only seeing like the tail end of the mm. stimulation that's now kind of come back to like zero. So it really does just go back. It, like it, What you should be doing is do the blood work at night, you know, um, kind of mid-sleep arguably, like, right? Like the mm. time where it's supposed to be effective. I guess, and, and this is just completely me talking from like a hypothesis mentality here, but um, if you woke up in the middle of the night, did a blood test, checked your growth hormone level, took a shot the following night, and then woke up at that same time, checked it then, that would be the argumentative uh, time to do it, mm-hmm. right? No one's gonna do that, <laughs> and therefore, <laughs> I don't- gotta find really, someone to take a and, blood and test. here's the thing, like, that. you know, do we use medications like this to see that blood work has been adjusted, or are you using something like this to feel better, look better, and perform better. If you feel better, if you sleep better, if you're performing better, then my answer is it's working. Mm. And whether that blood work is showing 20 points improvement or 100 points improvement, um, if you don't feel an improvement, you're not sleeping any better, you don't look any better, you're not performing any better, and it's gone up 100 points, what? Are you going to keep doing it anyway? Like, what, what's the what's the purpose at that point to justify it? Only just to see from a kind of blood work analysis. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I'm not saying that that isn't an important thing to keep track of. I just feel like you have to kind of uh, be aware of when to do it in relationship to the thing you're trying to test. Yeah. And an important note to add is this is just one tool amongst many things that impact our output as well. It's not like you take it have shit sleep and then think you're going to perform better or if you're eating poorly. You got to have a good lifestyle. You got to have a good diet. You got to have good sleep hygiene. You got to have a good nutrition plan, supplement plan, hormone plan, peptide plan. There's so many factors that go into like the excellent machine that you're trying to be. Um, And if you think that you can treat your body like shit and fix it with a peptide, you're kidding yourself. Mm. You may improve yourself slightly, but you know, you're kind of not, not doing near enough if that's all you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sweet. I'm going to keep taking it before I go to sleep. <laughs> I would too. Uh, thanks guys. So also if this is interesting and you've gotten a lot of value from it, please make sure to subscribe to the channel and also drop a comment below to uh, let us know if you have more questions. The last episode we did on CJC gave us a lot of things to talk about in this episode. So your input does go noticed. And also if you are interested in purchasing CJC, Nipa or other peptides, T-Clinics does offer 10% off to all Man Lab listeners. Go to the link in the bio, mention the lab, Man Lab, 10% off. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.